Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a gentleman by the name of Chris Michelle, founder of CM Consulting LLC in Woodstock, Georgia. Coach Chris founded CM Consulting, a sales and business coaching company, in 2020. After more than 30 years in sales, sales management, operations, and general management, he is the author of The Red Chair Experience, a daily inspiration for success in life and business. Chris is also a speaker for small groups and businesses. Chris focuses on home services like HVAC, plumbing, electrical contractors. He helps not only improve their profitability and consistency, but their cultures as well. He helps heal self-inflicted sales harm with people and ultimately companies. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ian. It's great to be here. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Uh, things are going great down the, down the stretch run of, uh, of 2022 for you. Um, I've got a few questions I, I'd really like to, to take your brain on if I could. I'm always fascinated by this. When an entrepreneur starts a business, there's got to be, you know, some, some motivation, something that, that did that for them. So I'm always fascinated by the, experience, you know, the entrepreneurial backstory. So, Chris, why did you start your business in 2020? Sure. You know, it, it's interesting because it's, we step back to when I was in my 20s. I, I remember very clearly an interview that I was doing with somebody, and I, I just wanted to be in the corporate world. I just really enjoyed it. And, I just thought that was the way to go because both of my parents, they owned their own businesses. And I thought, man, that's really hard work. And I'd watched them do the things that they did. And I thought, I don't know that I'll ever want to do that. And I mentioned it during an interview one time. And the guy looked at me and he goes, what makes me think that you're not going to go start your own company? And I thought, I looked at him like, he must be crazy. Fast forward about 30 years. And I'd been in corporate for, you know, 30 plus years of my career and I had done all these things. And every time I wanted to be a coach or a, a trainer, I was always told that I needed to do something different. I wasn't going to be compensated. I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to be successful doing the things I, I was doing at that time and in sales. And it frustrated me. And I finally got the opportunity when I was, um, I left the corporate world in, in October of 20. We, we separated ways and, and I started interviewing again. I was let go. And so I started interviewing again. Like I want to go back into corporate and I got frustrated by just what was going on with me in my life. And so I said no to all of that. And I said, you know what? It's time for me to start my own business. And it took me, you know, uh, <laughs> 30 plus years to get to that point. But what started it for me was I was already doing 
the consulting. I was already doing the coaching. I was already doing these things that I really, really wanted to do and I really enjoyed doing. And I never thought that going out on my own, I could do it and be successful at it. And yet here I am. And two years later, I'm just, I enjoy what I do so much. I mean, I've, I've actually had people say, Chris, if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do? And I said, absolutely nothing different than what I'm doing right now. I love what I do. That's a fabulous story, Chris. And that's evidence. You know, when someone, if you won the lottery, would you, you know, would you retire and travel? And, you know, no, you're, you're living your passion. And it sounds like you've been doing that for a long time. It's now it's on, you know, with your, with your own, uh, your own name, not just doing it internally in the corporate world. And I love the story about your parents. It, so the entrepreneurialism inside of you is part of your DNA. And many of us get right. that from our parents. And, and we don't recognize it back then, but it takes us a while to catch up to our potential. And you certainly have, sir. So congratulations on, on the business success already, Chris. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, and like you said, I've been doing it for years. And now I just, I guess I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And I said, you know what? This is going to be far better and it really is i mean it's it's so much easier to not have the corporate constraints and yet i can still go back and help some of the corporate people absolutely and if your passion is to help coach develop nurture uh there's nothing more rewarding than being able to do that i i share that passion with you chris it's, it's wonderful so so another question for you i'm just thinking like how do business owners that's who you typically work with how do they know that they need your help? What would be some of the signs or signals that, you know, might be going on for them? They're like, oh, time to call Coach Chris. Yeah, I think the biggest thing uh, that I've learned in life is we're, we only change when we're ready to or when we have to. And I think for business owners, they get to a point where the frustration is up over their eyeballs, right? I mean, they're they don't know what to do. They don't know where um, they need to track certain things or how they can motivate their people or how they can get the sales that they need to. And they just get to a point where they just, they reach that level of frustration where they go, man, I've got to do something different. And I've been in their shoes. And so I know the signs and I see them. And, and as we have these conversations, I, I get to the point where I say, okay, so how much longer do you want to go without a vacation? How much longer do you want to go without a new vehicle? And, and, and it doesn't mean that you need a new vehicle all the time, but you know, some of these contractors, they're running around with 10 plus year old vehicles with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles on them because they can't afford to make that next move. Right. And so when they get to the point where they say, man, I've got to do something because I want my life to be different. And that's when they reach out. And that's when they say, yeah, that's, I need coach Chris. That's, that makes so much sense. And I, I like what you said about people only change if they're ready to or have to. And I, and I guess you'd rather be ready than have to. <laughs> when, I, when I heard you say that, I was thinking, hmm, you know, if I have to, now I'm desperate. Now I maybe waited too long to make a change. But, but it, rather than just getting my mindset ready for change. So that's probably words of wisdom as, as well. Now, so what is the main, you know, when you, when you think about it, what is the main thing that companies feel they need to change around the whole idea of sales? You know, one of the things that I find is that a lot of people don't have a process. So they have a couple of people that are doing sales for them and one of them is really good and the other two are maybe not as good. And they, they say, well, go ride with the best person and they'll teach you how to do it. 
And the best person doesn't usually want to give up their secrets, right? They, they're competitive and they're, they're driven and they're doing certain things, but they can't necessarily put down this process that they do on, on paper because they're, they're not capable of doing that or they don't want to. And so um, the biggest thing is, is having a process in place so that when you, when you get to a point where you need to bring on another person, it's plug and play. You say, Hey, Ian, Welcome on board. Welcome to our team. Here's what we do. Here's how we do it. Here's the step-by-step. And they give them the process. And when they do that, they realize their business can, can really move a whole lot quicker. And they're not stuck in this onboarding situation or why can't I get this person to do the things I need them to do type of situation. But that's the biggest thing is, is they just don't have a process and they don't realize it. And then when we talk and I, I coach them and work with them, they realize, man, I need this process in place. And along with that comes metrics and KPIs and, you know, key performance indicators, but they're not measuring the things that they want to manage. So well said. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, it's all, the, all the years I've been at what I do, which is very similar to what you do, you know, people process and performance. You don't get the performance without getting the right people and giving them a consistent right process that you can, you're, you're so right, you can track, you can measure, you can monitor, you can coach using that, that same playbook across the whole team. It shouldn't be hire someone who's got a nice resume and, and there's your business card, go buy someone lunch and sell something. Isn't that what you guys do? It shouldn't be that. We need a blueprint. We need a playbook yeah. uh, to be good at it. And uh, I so agree with you, Chris. It's one of the, the biggest lacks out there, even in larger companies. Uh, they might think they have yeah. a process because they bought a CRM and it's in the CRM. Well, wait a minute. That's a tool. That's not the process. So getting right. the right process down as the foundation, so, so critical. I couldn't agree more with you. But as an author, a fellow author, Chris, which is, again, by the way, congratulations on writing your book. That's, that's Thank you. Fantastic. No, it's, it's not everyone. Everyone, a lot of people in the business have got some ideas. I want to do it one day. It's, it's a want to do. It's not a need to do. But you, you took the initiative and did that. So, Chris, let me ask you, what is the inspiration behind the Red Chair Experience? Well, uh, this one goes a little bit deeper for a lot of people, um, and, and it did for me. Um, I was living my life, you know, in corporate and doing sales and just doing my thing. And I always thought I wanted to write a book. I just didn't know about what. I mean, we've all seen there are hundreds, if not thousands of sales books out there by Brian Tracy or uh, Zig Ziglar or John Maxwell or, you know, any any number of people, right? I mean, uh, Napoleon Hill and Dale Carnegie. I mean, we just go on and on and on. And I'm like, I've got nothing new to add to that. So I'm not going to write a sales book, right? And then I get to the point where I'm like, but I'm reading daily inspirational things that help to motivate me or inspire me. And I thought, you know, I can do that. Well, the thing that kicked that off was um, uh, my brother committed suicide in, in September of 19, 2019. And it really made me look at where my life was at. And that along with the start of the pandemic, six months later, I went, you know what? I'm wasting my time. And a buddy of mine sent a, a meme to me and it said, if you're not working on your side hustle or you're not uh, working on, you know, your, your next gig or improving yourself in some way, shape or form during the pandemic, 
it's not that you didn't have time, it's that you wasted it. And I mm -hmm. thought, wow, that's it. And that was the catalyst for me to really jump into the book, jump into writing the book and then putting it together. And um, like I said, I've been reading these daily inspirations. And so that, that really helped me too, right? To kind of figure out which direction I wanted to go. But that's where it all came from was these experiences in my life. And I had this red chair that I was using on a daily basis to sit in and, and kind of find my, my daily direction, if you will, uh, to sit, pray, read, meditate, feel feelings. And, you know, things that we're not necessarily taught as young men to do when we're growing up. And so it was an opportunity for me to kind of pull all that stuff together. You know, you start to, as you get older, you start to put all the experiences together in a, in a pot just to see, you know, what's this going to look like, right? <laughs> and that's what I did. I mean, I really put it all together and out came this book. Well, that's, that's quite a story. Deepest condolences on your, on your brother, Chris. That's, uh, that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt bad. I know I've lost my father many years ago, and I still think about him every day. Uh, sure. Positive way to look at the pandemic. I love what uh, your friend sent you, the meme that said, you're not doing something to better yourself. You're wasting time instead of investing in yourself. So that's, right. uh, that's a wonderful way to take a positive look at you know, uh, the, the world pandemic that we've all lived through. Um, so congratulations yeah. again on that. Now, in, in writing the book, there, there's got to be, I, for every author, I know there is, uh, a favorite passage, a favorite topic or chapter. Or, you know, what was your favorite entry from the book? I'd love to know. I'm sure our listeners would love to know as well. <laughs> sure. Well, as as you described it before, it's it's a daily inspiration, right? So you get an opportunity to sit down every single day and read I don't know, three to five minutes at most. Um, just a short description and, and some sort of a quote. And then my kind of take on that day. And there's, there's a couple of them that stick out, but I think the one that really kind of, um, that really, it meant a whole lot to me when I wrote it um, was the entry for October 17th. It's called when you survive this. And I pulled the quote from a short story by an author um, who is, I believe he's initially Canadian. He moved over to, uh, he's in Europe now, but his name is Peter, Peter Shayakovsky. And he wrote this book or this short story called When You Survived This. And I love it so much because he talks about how we look at life sometimes and we think, uh, I don't know how I can survive this, right? And you don't have this or you don't have that. You don't have the money. You don't have the house. You don't have the job. You don't have the relationship. You don't have the friendships. You don't have these things. But at some time, you do have them. And you, you go through life and you do all these things. And he finishes the short story. Um, and I, I only used like two or three sentences from his short story. But at the very end of the short story, he says, but when you survive this, what a fantastic story you'll be able to tell. And I'm paraphrasing that, but that to me is our life, right? We all have this opportunity to go through these experiences, good, bad, and indifferent. We can be on top of the world. We can win the lottery. We can have this awesome relationship or whatever, right? The perfect job. But when you finish, what's that story look like, right? What's that story that you're going to tell your grandkids or your great grandkids or 
right? Whomever. What are you going to say to them? And, and boy, what a story. Love that you said. And that is quite a story yourself you're, that you're telling, Chris. It's, uh, it's wonderful. That's, that's fantastic. So my, my special guest this week, a uh, gentleman in Woodstock, Georgia, by the name of Chris Michelle, founder of CM Consulting LLC, otherwise known as Coach Chris. Coach Chris, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to be on the podcast this morning. Absolutely, and I appreciate it, and thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure, sir, and thank you all for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With Ian Selby.